Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about keeping busy. This episode is for you if you are someone or you have someone in your team or someone that you care about close to you um, who likes to keep busy then this episode is definitely one that you want to be listening to. Um, And it's really easy to spot. It's really easy to spot in yourself and in someone else if they are someone who likes to keep busy because they will appear busy, they will sound busy, um, they'll be busy. (laughs) And today, I want to talk to you about why that is dangerous in life and in business. This episode, I'm going to I'm going to try and make it as preach-free as I possibly can. What I never want to do in the content that I create for you is tell you how you should be, how you should be living your life, who you should be, what rules you should be operating by. You've had enough of that. Genuinely, like you, (laughs) from if you are someone who listens to podcasts, does any kind of self-improvement, personal development, you've probably had your fair share of voices that you hold in high regard telling you how you should be living your life. So this this episode, and that is not how I construct any of my content, especially something that you'll hear me mention in this episode today, the Thrive First Method. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I want to start there. We have a lot of unconscious conditioning from the way that things just are And the way things just are, we sort of absorb that from the culture that we operate in, the society, sorry, the societal norms, our friends, our family, how we've been raised in our family, how we've been raised professionally. And what can often happen is we find ourselves at a point in our lives where we realize that we're saying either I'm really busy all of the time And we actually don't feel very good about it. So we don't feel productive. We don't feel like that busyness is contributing towards something meaningful. And that can happen. But also what else can happen is, and this is the thing that I find even to be even more dangerous, when it's just you on your own with no one else around, with no one else watching you with any expectation of you, you are still trying to keep yourself busy. And that's what I want to talk to you about in today's episode. And I want to start off by letting you know, like I speak from a position of experience. I used to be someone who had a job and in that job, I was very busy and I made made a good point of telling everyone that I possibly could how busy I was. That was my colleagues, that was my team, that was my boss, and that was people who are asking me, like my parents and my sisters and my husband and my friends, how's work? It's busy. I wanted them to know that I was busy because I used to equal busy too important. I used to think that busy men important. I used to think that busy men earning good money. I used to think that busy men respected because your services and your the things that you offer are wanted and they're so wanted that you're so busy, right? I used to wear that like a fucking badge of honor. And I say that, that it used to be um, in in a job. But for for those of you who've been here for a little while, you will know that I didn't, I haven't had a job since um, 2020, 2020? (laughs) Is that right? 2020? Yeah, that's right. So 
you know, I set Thrive Life and Business, my own business, I set that up in 2020. And even then, even then, it's taken some deconditioning, some unlearning for me to realize that busy doesn't equal successful. Busy doesn't equal financially stable. Busy doesn't equal important or anything else that you um, I idealize, ideologicalize, I, <laughs> whatever that word is, right? So let's talk about business first because that's where we probably will naturally start. And then I want to talk to you about being busy when it's only you behind closed doors when no one else is watching. I have realized lately, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm reopening the doors to the Thrive First method in September 2022. And I'm, I'm currently preparing for that, right? So preparing for that looks like getting the marketing material together and figuring out what I'm going to say to explain to the world what is the Thrive First method? What is it? Because I can tell you that in the past, when it's been misinterpreted by people who I thought knew better, <laughs> to be quite honest, as a productivity tool, it felt like a stab in the heart. <laughs> I know that's really dramatic, but it really felt like a stab in the heart because the way it was being referenced to um, by someone who clearly didn't really understand what it is that I did, fair play as well, um, it, it was sort of referenced to as like, you know, thinking about your to-do lists and thinking about your goals and thinking about this. And it's, it's like, no, this isn't a productivity tool. That's why I've renamed it and trademarked it the Thrive First Method. Because I want the Thrive First Method, for those of you who don't know, it's here to question the things that you don't normally question. What is it that you are busy doing? Where is your busyness taking you to? Why do you have the goals that you have? What are those goals and the achievement of those goals contributing towards? Does that make you happy? Or does that is that just what you think is expected of you? Are you doing that because you want to? Or are you doing that because that's what you think the norm is in someone in a position like yours, who earns what you earn, who drives the car that you drive at the age that you're at, right? What ideals are you comparing yourself to thinking that that should be the way that you are, even if you are someone who's self-employed and there's no clear set sort of path for you to go on, but you even will be looking online and comparing yourselves and looking at how old is that person compared to how old am I? Where are they on their life path and where am I on my life path? You all know what I mean because we've all done it. And what the Thrive First Method is here for is to help you question, why do you think that you have to do that thing? Why are you doing it in that way? And the Thrive First Method is literally a method that you practice that helps you actually determine what does thriving even look like to you in life and in business. And it gives you the tools that you need to thrive first, not if you hit a certain goal, not when you get that salary or you take on this many clients, not after you validated yourself through means X, Y, and Z, thrive first. Because that is the thing that I see missing in so many of my clients who come to me initially, is that they are waiting to thrive. They, In fact, thriving is so very far down their to-do list, they've forgotten what it even looks like. I say to them, tell me, like, 
how do you, how what are you like energetically how does your energy work and they don't know they're so busy on autopilot fulfilling the needs of their clients fulfilling the needs of their family fulfilling the needs of fucking an instagram algorithm they don't know what makes them thrive they don't know what gives them energy and they only know that they're waking up at five o'clock to go on that treadmill and do that yoga class only because the stress of the decisions that they are making in life and business means that they have to do something that helps them to maintain a level of stress that is just below burnout. It's just below that line. And that's not really how I think Thriving First looks. How I think Thriving First looks to people. I mean, I don't get to decide what Thriving looks like on you. That's something that you do. That's something that the method helps you to do. The method helps you in your life, with your life experience and your set of current circumstances. The Thrive First Method, it helps you to determine what thriving looks like to you right now. So as an example, I know that I've given in the past. I know that for me, in June 2022, Thriving First looks very different to me right now than it did to me one year ago today. Because one year ago today, I was a carer for my dad who had severe dementia and I had to be, there was parts of me that had to be much more available to other people that I really cared about. And so what that doesn't mean is, oh, I'll thrive once I'm not a carer for my dad. No, it means that you look at the set of circumstances that you have, you look at the status quo, just the way the cards that you've been dealt, the way it is right now, and you determine what what does thriving first look like for you now? Because the further that goes down your list, the further you get, the further away from your own truth you get. And that is when we become so susceptible to reaching out to something. Just give me something that helps me feel like I'm in control. And that's something for a lot of us is keeping busy. That's something that we can control. We feel like we can control is keeping busy. Because a lot of the time, particularly in business, if we're busy, it means that we get to the false benefit of being busy is it means that we get to avoid the things that require courage. The false, let me say it again, the false benefit of being busy means that you get to avoid doing the things that require the most courage. You and, and if you want to switch the episode off at this point and think, fuck you, you have no idea what my set of circumstances are in business. You do not know how my business looks or how, how my role looks and the limited resources that are available to me are. Fair enough. You know what that is about you and only you know the question, the answer, sorry, to the question, where is your busy coming from? Only you are able to answer that. But if your busy is coming from this place inside of you that wants to feel and look to the world like you're busy, because then at least you'll look important, that is something that you might want to question. Or maybe that you, maybe you really are busy. Maybe you're thinking, no, actually, do you know what? That's not it for me. That's not it for me. I genuinely am busy. Like I'm looking at my calendar right now as I'm listening to this podcast and I'm looking at my to-do list and that's not performative. My busy isn't that kind, Nick. My busy isn't performative. My busy is real. Then actually my question to you is how often are you spending time taking a step back, zooming out of your business in order to work more effectively in it? 
And the way I liken this, I was speaking to um, one of my clients the other day, one of my corporate clients who has a team of managers. And these te- this team of managers were actually um, offered to go on a training course that would save them in going on this training course would save them a hell of a lot of time because it would enable them to do things more effectively. And you know what the reason that they gave for not being able to go on that training course was? You know what that is, don't you? <laughs> I haven't got the time to go on the training course. And so what I'm what I'm encouraging you to do in business right now is look at the areas in your business that you feel so busy in. And I want you to ask yourself the question, where am I so busy pedaling like fuck on this bike that I'm not seeing that I can get off the bike and step into a car? Where am I so busy that I'm not actually taking a step back to determine what in what I'm doing is a high value activity and what is actually a low value activity? And what is my busyness contributing to? So let's talk about how this might be showing up in your life, right? I know that for some of you, you're that busy that you find yourself at two o'clock at your desk, scrolling on Instagram, not knowing what you're forgetting completely, what it is that you were looking on your phone for in the first place. I know that about you. And that's your brain. You're not a procrastinator. You're not addicted to social media. You're just someone whose brain is that fucking fried that it need, it's crying out for a break. And because you're not giving it a break, because you're so busy, you end up scrolling on social media. And that's just one example, but stretching that concept through to life just generally. How often do you hear others or maybe even yourself say, I like to keep myself busy? I like keeping busy. Have you ever stopped to question why we might like to keep ourselves busy? I know for me, I used to be someone who kept themselves very, very busy. (laughs) I used to keep myself busy by scrolling. I used to keep myself busy by not sitting still. I used to keep myself busy by watching shite on the telly. I used to keep myself busy by wandering aimlessly around the shops, clothes shops, just wandering. I used to keep myself busy in so many ways. And what I'm not saying, by the way, in all of that is that I don't scroll on social media now, or I don't go shopping now, or I don't watch shit TV. But I think where this busy, where this wanting to keep yourself busy comes from, it sort of sets the tone for the action that you're taking. Let me explain that. When I bump into people or when I'm when I'm in someone's company who likes to keep themselves busy, what I will hear them saying is, you know, and I do self-care, but I still find that I'm just dead stressed. I do self-care, right? That's like one of the telltale signs of someone who likes to keep themselves busy is they they see doing self-care as like a task or an activity that I'm ticking that box. It's like it's like another thing on their to-do list. I'm ticking that box, but I don't I don't actually see why I'm not feeling any less stressed. Let's talk about that. There's a reason that you like to keep yourself busy in life. So not we're not talking about business anymore. We're talking about life here. There is a reason why you like to keep yourself busy. And that reason the the majority of the time that I see in my own clients, the reason why you're keeping yourself busy is because it means that you get to avoid the underlying shit 
the underlying things that you would rather not see, the underlying thoughts that you would rather not think, the underlying beliefs that are on fucking repeat in your mind every single day from the moment you step out of your bed. These are the thoughts that your mind is presenting to you about you being a piece of shit and how how you should compare yourself against that person and how you're not doing as well and you need to step up and how all of these thoughts are happening on repeat. But when you sit down and spend time with yourself, these are the thoughts that you would rather not spend time with. These are the thoughts that you would rather not question and look at and intentionally decide whether they deserve a seat at the table. And so what we do is we keep ourselves busy to be able to avoid the discomfort of being with those thoughts. And to be honest, that's what a lot of coaching is. A lot of my coaching sessions with my one-to-one clients, a lot of that is actually giving them the space that they need to say the thoughts that keep them scared, to say the fears that they have out loud and to give them the tools that they need to process these thoughts and feelings in order to not stay busy so that, that, that when they have finished work for the day or they wake up, the first thing that they don't do is scroll aimlessly. The first thing that they don't do is consume and consume content or food just to fill this void so that they don't have to think about their feelings, so that they don't have to meet the parts of themselves that they'd rather not meet. So let me give you a personal example. The pain that I used to feel being in a job that I knew didn't fulfill me and I knew that there was more for me, not more as in like more, like there was a different way for me, but I was petrified of listening to that voice. So what I would do is I would push that voice down and every now and again, it would sort of, it was like holding a bubble of water, under, holding a bubble underneath water with my hands. Every now and again, usually when I was hormonal or tired, this bubble would bubble up and I'd lose my shit. And when I would lose my shit, I would take it out on the people that were closest to me. I would start questioning what's wrong with me. I would overeat. I would indulge in things just because it helped me to avoid the feelings that I didn't want to feel. And ultimately the pain that I was feeling was coming from me ignoring what was in my heart, what what was my truth. And that's what I mean. When, when, we, when we're someone who wants to keep busy, I like to keep busy. What we're doing is avoiding the anxiety as opposed to accepting it and acknowledging that it might be there and learning and getting the support of dealing with it. When we like to, I like to keep busy, might that be because there's some grief that you're not acknowledging or there's something that you you know that you need to process, but maybe you're not sure how to process it. Maybe, maybe there's, maybe it's not grief or sadness or anything in that vibration, maybe like me, it's something that you really want in your life or in, in business. And just the very fact of you spending time with yourself shows you what you want and that you haven't got that right now in your life and makes you feel sad because of that. And for all of these reasons, that's why sometimes we can like to keep busy because keeping busy means we get to avoid the things that we'd rather not spend time with. Um, and that, that's what I wanted to bring to you today. I wanted to bring some perspective. I wanted to, uh, what I really hope that you're hearing as you're listening to this episode today is I'm, I hope that you're hearing that 
what I'm inviting you to do today is call into question, what, how do I keep busy? What do I do to keep busy? What do I like to do to keep busy? And how am I avoiding myself? How am I avoiding the beliefs that might be disempowering me? And looking those beliefs in the eye and questioning, you know, do they deserve a seat at the table in my mind and in my heart right now? Am I avoiding having a difficult conversation with someone because I know that it's going to cause discomfort for me and for them? And therefore it's taking up space in my energetic field. It's weighing heavy on my shoulders and it's keeping me busy because I feel like a piece of shit avoiding the conversation, but at least I get to avoid that discomfort. What is it that you're doing to keep busy and why might that be? Yeah. So just let me finish off this um, discussion by explaining when a lot of my clients come to me for the first time, they'll say things like, oh, I've tried meditation, but I can't get my mind to stay still. I don't think it works for me. I've tried journaling, but I don't know where to start. I just end up treating it like a diary. I've tried breath work, but can't seem to sit still. I keep getting fidgety. And what happens is in breath work, in journaling, in meditation, we're that used to avoiding stillness and avoiding ourselves that we cannot find it within ourselves to sit with that discomfort and know that it's normal at the beginning because it's not something that we're used to, right? We don't have to, meditation doesn't have to be having a completely clear mind. Absolutely not. Breath work, fidget around as much as you need to fidget. Journaling, if you haven't got a fucking clue what to write down and where to start, that's where you start. You start by writing down, I have no clue where to start, but I know that I want to connect to myself. I know that I want my feelings to be felt and my genuine inner thoughts to be heard. And that's where I'm getting quite emotional saying this to you because I deeply, deeply want each and every one of you to realize that when you connect to yourself, that's when you start to listen to what you truly want. And that twitch that you've got in your eye or that flutter that you've got in your breath that comes about every now and then in your day, that's your body trying to tell you something. Fucking wake the fuck up and listen. Yeah. That um, feeling that you've got that actually you're going and going and going but where is all of this heading? I tell you what, I'll push that aside because it's not convenient for me to feel that right now. It's not convenient for me to think these thoughts right now because I've got a deadline. I've got a deadline. So I can't be thinking, those thoughts are inconvenient. Feeling those things are inconvenient. I'll box that up and I'll take care of that in my five minutes of self-care that I'll give myself at half four in the morning because I'm fucking wedging it in, yeah? This is the shit that I want you to be thinking about and questioning in your own life and in business. If you are someone who likes to keep busy, my invitation to you in this episode today is why might that be? Why do you like to keep yourself busy? What might it be that you're avoiding? And where can you turn to for help, right? Because it doesn't have to be therapy. It doesn't have to be that you invest in a coach. It may well just be that you do a simple Google search of the best journal prompts for grief, the best journal prompts for anxiety. I honestly want you to know that all of the resources that you need are available at your fingertips. You do not have to invest in a course, a program, a coach, anything. It's great if you can, but I understand that it's a privilege to be able to do those things. 
It's a privilege to even have the time to sit down to journal. I acknowledge that too. You know, some of the people that I work with, they're busy mums, they're busy dads, they're busy business people. And so to carve that time out for themselves, that means the world to them, right? Because it's a privilege to do this work. And if you are someone who has that privilege, my invitation to you is fucking use it. Use it, acknowledge that and use it. I did say that I was going to try and keep this episode non-preachy. I acknowledge that I have been a little bit preachy, but I want you to know that it doesn't come from a place of me telling you what to do or saying that this is how you should be. You've got enough of that out there. You've got enough voices out there telling you you should be like this and you should be doing it like that. Today's episode, I really want to get to the nub of what is it that you want and what is it that you're scared of? And really, truly, sometimes they're the best two questions to ask yourself if you are someone who likes to keep busy. Because by keeping yourself busy, usually what you're avoiding are your deepest fears and your most truest, truest desires. And if you can tap into them and acknowledge them and sit with them, and sit through the discomfort of them, what comes at the other side of that is something very, very beautiful. So with that, I hope that this episode has served you. If you've got questions, if you're not sure of what I meant by when I said a certain something, if you want to chat a little bit further about this episode, what I've mentioned, any resources that I might be able to recommend, please contact me. I am on Instagram at Thrive Life and Business, or you can email me at contact at tlb.org.uk. More of this content is coming as I start to introduce the Thrive First method to you as I'll be opening the doors in September. There is a wait list. Um, not, it's not a wait list. That makes it sound like you're only allowed in. If No, 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 none of that. There is a register your interest list. So if you're interested in the Thrive First method and potentially being a part of it, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. I would love to explain more to you as and when that I can. I'm going to have um, people who are currently experiencing the Thrive First Method. So my current clients, um, I'm going to have them come on on the Inner Work Conversation and tell you what they're experiencing. So all of that is to come. But contact me if you need to, if you want further support and further help. I can always help direct you to resources that I think will be helpful. Um, And if you want to know more about the Thrive First Method, I will leave a link in the show notes for you to register your interest. So I hope that today's episode has been useful to you. I hope it's been of value. I hope that it instigates some self-inquiry and some perspective and some Something that sparks within yourself that says, you know what, I I actually do want to have a little think about that. That's what I hope this episode has done for you today. So please never forget that I am always, always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.